Welcome back, friends. Welcome back to The Corbett Report. I am James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, and this is the first Corbett Report production of 2021, so I am here to wish you a happy, question mark, New Year. Well, the entire point of 2021 from The Corbett Report's perspective is it is what we make of it, so let's make it a happy New Year. And on that note, I would like to welcome you back to Propaganda Watch, as you no doubt know by now that regular weekly series where we examined various pieces of propaganda, dissected the techniques that they employed to penetrate the public consciousness, and observed the effects that they had on the general psyche. But you may have noticed that I employed the past tense in that sentence, and that was very deliberately so, because I am here to announce today the discontinuation of the Propaganda Watch series. I'll allow a moment for the collective gasp of astonishment in the crowd to pass through, and yes, I will explain that decision. As you may have guessed, obviously this is a follow-up to my promise. At the end of last year, specifically in New World Next Year 2021 with James Evan Pilata, where we looked back at 2020 and looked forward to 2021, I did state at that time that there would be a new year, new approach at the Corporate Report, and in 2021 I was going to be operating differently and there would be some noticeable changes to my content. Well, this is certainly one part of the fulfillment of that promise. We are going to be discontinuing the Propaganda Watch series. Now, why would I do that? In order to better understand the perspective that I'm coming from here, let's first step back and examine the Propaganda Watch series in general, and what I think is the real value that this series has brought to the table. And let's go back to the origin story of this series. It was back uh, two and a half years ago now when I was researching episode 341 of the Corporate Report podcast, which I also mentioned in New World Next Year 2021, come to think of it. Welcome to your driverless future. And it was in the course of researching that podcast that I came across a Kia advertisement that was a piece of propaganda so egregious, so outrageous, so insulting to my intellect and my moral faculties and everything else that I knew immediately that I had to put out a report specifically dissecting and laughing at this turgid piece of propaganda. And uh, that's exactly what I did. So that report specifically was entitled Kia's Driverless Future Propaganda Watch. And I'll, of course, put the link directly into that post so you can go back and watch or rewatch that uh, that that uh, analysis for the ridiculous, ridiculous propaganda that Kia was trying to foist on the public at that time. Uh, 21st century techno-utopian tale about a futuristic Peter Pan fighting against an evil Dr. Hook who has taken all of the driverless technology and is holding it back from the people who are clamoring for for it and Peter Pan is there to release it to the general public. (laughs) And it ends with Hook being taken in the car, in the driverless car, to the police station. (laughs) Because he can't can't drive, so he can't decide where he's going. Hey guys, the driverless future, you'll love it. It's, again, it was so ridiculous on so many levels that I knew I had to do a piece on it. But At that time, although no one had asked for it, and it was really a spur-of-the-moment decision, but I thought, you know, there was probably some value in actually taking these these types of, these, these, these pieces of propaganda that come across the newswire every single day and examining them and getting under the hood, seeing how they tick, taking them apart, showing them to the audience, and thus disarming these ticking time bombs of propaganda in the mind that are designed to explode in your consciousness and uh, affect your perceptions and your actions. 
So I, I did that on a hunch, really, that there would be enough material to sustain such a weekly series. And at the time, I was I was genuinely wondering, will there be enough material here? Will I really be able to do this every single week? And the answer was a resounding yes, as I have since discovered. Not only could I do a propaganda watch every single week, week in and week out from for now until the end of eternity, but I... I could do it every single day and still have material left over, um, as I'm sure you have noticed. And as I now uh, understand, the audience has noticed, because I do get this feedback on a regular, constant basis. Hey, James, here's a good candidate for Propaganda Watch. Hey, James, can you just deconstruct this? Hey, James, can you take a look at this? And so I think there is genuine value in the Propaganda Watch archives and on that note, if you haven't browsed through the entire Propaganda Watch archives, you can do so quite easily going to corporatereport.com. In the title bar, there is the audio section. And if you click on the Propaganda Watch category in that audio section, you can get an itemized list of every single Propaganda Watch episode listed in reverse chronological order. There's even a handy drop-down list that you can select a particular post to go directly to that post. And I suggest you do familiarize or re-familiarize yourself with these archives because the point of the Propaganda Watch series, which I know is not lost on the more perceptive members of my audience, but there are always people who need it spelled out in black and white, so here it is. The point of this series has never been to deconstruct this one particular piece of propaganda so that we know how that one particular piece of propaganda is functioning. No. Go back through the archives and watch again. Every single week, week in and week out, I tried to extract some general principles, looking, for example, at a particular technique that is employed within the propaganda, or the way that propaganda is distributed to the public, or the types of effects that the propaganda has, and the way that manifests later on down the line. Uh, it's always been about extracting the general idea from this material, not at examining particular pieces of propaganda. The paradigmatic example of that that springs to mind right now is back last summer where I had an edition of this series on how did pota potatoes get so popular that ostensibly, at least in titular form, was about how the potato became a staple of the European culinary diet, starting with its popularization, not its introduction, but its popularization in the late 18th century, moving on from that time forward. How did it get so popular? And I told the story, and it's an interesting little story and a little interesting little historical tidbit in and of itself, but it revolves around this idea of creating the perception of scarcity and demand for, for a product. And that creates desire in people. And that's exactly what happened in the case of the potato in France, uh, low those many centuries ago. Now, the, the interesting part for me was that I, 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 to be fair, I think the vast majority of the audience understood the general point about the creation of demand by creating a perception of scarcity and a, cre a perception of uh, general public demand for a good and how that could be applied in other situations. But I did at least, I do remember at least one person observing, oh, James, why are you spending time talking about potatoes when there's so much more going on in the world? Which is particularly funny because... I did, as you will know if you go back and rewatch that that podcast, I did specifically tie it in to what is happening in the world, well, right then, as of last summer, but even predicting how that would play into the end of 2020 and into 2021. 
It's an interesting question, though. Would you uh, be against mandating? Well, I, uh, I think this is very interesting because, I mean, for, for, especially for the healthcare worker example, I mean, there, there are many, many good reasons why healthcare workers should be considered immunization for their own safety, but also for, to protect and, and first do no harm to the patients that they are treating. Um, having said that, does it work to mandate? I think what would work better would be to, to if to say that there was a shortage and people tend to line up more for, for something that's in demand. <laughs> a city of a million people and there's only four clinics. Um, I'd like to know what Brainiac decided on that. <laughs> it's such a simple trick, but it is exceptionally effective time after time after time. And if you do not know about this trick and are not on guard for it, it can be used against you. Yes, as I warned at the time, that trick can and will be used against the public in, or in future situations. Here we are at the beginning of 2021. Does that sound familiar to you? Does that sound like anything that is happening right now with the, oh no, we can't produce enough doses of this experimental mRNA vaccine, the, tri the human trials of which are still ongoing, that we are trying to shove in as much percentage of the public as we can. Oh no, there aren't enough doses to go around. We'll have to prioritize it. And oh look, there's some evil, evil rich people trying to buy their way into line, but we won't let them do that. We'll, we'll make sure that you guys get it first, you poor people around the world. We want to make sure that you get the vaccine. It's the exact thing that I was talking about six, seven months ago now, and that my audience presumably was prepared for, except for the people who thought that that Propaganda Watch episode was simply about potatoes or something. <laughs> Again, it's about the general point, and that's the real value of these archives that unfortunately, due to the way that the internet works, are now like digital farts in the wind. I understand that once a report gets released, oh, that was about something that happened a year ago, it's gone, and it doesn't matter anymore. Quite the contrary. This is absolutely as vitally important material now as it was at the time that I released it. And I hope that people will not take that for granted and will use the Propaganda Watch archives as the resource that it is intended for. I have had ideas about how to actually take this, these, this information that I've been putting out for nearly two and a half years now in this particular series and putting it in some sort of digestible form, like a book form or something. But that was the pre-COVID world. Now things are a bit crazy. At any rate, I'm sure I will be able to make use of that in the future, and I know that you will too. So I do suggest that you go and refamiliarize yourself with the Propaganda Watch archives. Keep your favorites in mind, bookmark them, make sure that you understand that material. But having said that, that we come to the point of why this series is now being discontinued. And it is precisely because, well, a couple of things. First, I have noted a worrying trend amongst people uh, in the feedback that I receive, people saying, James, can you examine this? James, why don't you, t what's going on here? James, look at this piece of propaganda, which I understand, and I, I understand that to be a compliment to my ability to present material and to, to dissect things in a logical way that makes sense to the audience. But if in two and a half years of me doing this specifically with regards to propaganda and doing this on a weekly basis, week in and week out, showing exactly how to approach this type of material and extracting general lessons from it, if in all of that, the 80 or so episodes of this series, you haven't learnt 
anything about how to do that for yourself, then I have failed in my fundamental mission, which is to make you yourselves autonomous learners of information who can do this yourself. You can do this yourself. You do not need me to do it for you. I do have faith in the general population to be able to apply these principles. So uh, I, I do not want to habituate in the mind of the audience that I am going to be here sitting here and dissecting it for you so you can turn your mind off and just let me do it for you. That, that has never been what I uh, have been attempting to do in any of my work, let alone specifically in this Propaganda Watch series. To the So to the extent that this series has been fostering that attitude or that perception in my audience, then that is a detriment to us all and is in fact exactly opposite to the ethos of my work, which is one of the reasons that this series is being discontinued. Please note, this this mean, does not mean that I think it is not uh, no longer valuable to understand or analyze propaganda and to to understand it and see it for what it is and take it apart and dissect it and look at what what's under the hood. And thankfully, there are there are still many people who are doing that. And one in particular that I'd like to cite, someone whose work I've cited before and will come into your attention once again, is Kit Knightley over at offguardian.org. There was a uh, during the Christmas New Year break, I noticed an article that was. Uh, exactly what I would have said on this subject, and I probably would have done a propaganda watch just reading this article to you if uh, this series continued, um, where he notes the WHO finally admits PCR tests create false positives. Warnings concerning high CT value of tests are months too late, so why are they appearing now? The potential explanation is shockingly cynical. And that that article is essentially like an edition of Propaganda Watch, where, hey, why is this WHO saying this? Well, here's why, and he explains the reasoning behind it, and I think he does a great job of it. So I'll throw that link, obviously, in the show notes. But there are people who are doing this, and this is not to say that there will never again be an edition of Propaganda Watch that will be released. It's just that I am not going to be making this a weekly, regular weekly series that people can tune into with their popcorn as if it's some sort of spectator sport. Again, that goes against the ethos of what I'm attempting to do here. Uh, And so I think there are two potential main problems that we run into um, with regards to making this a regular weekly series that an audience becomes habituated to. One is the analysis paralysis, where, of course, all we ever do, all we ever do is analyze the propaganda. Oh, here's a piece of propaganda. Here's a piece of propaganda. Here's a piece of propaganda. Let's analyze. Let's analyze. Let's analyze, which, of course, gets us stuck in that rut, which itself, on a meta level, can be the point of the propaganda to some extent. Yes, some of this propaganda is so outrageous that it almost seems like they are tempting us to do exactly what we are doing here by examining it. Hey guys, let's let's roll up our sleeves and get to work on this one, rather than applying ourselves to what we should actually be doing, or actually be saying, or actually be thinking, or actually be acting in the world. So that, I think, is one of the traps that we have to avoid. And then, um, secondly, but by no means secondarily, I think it is important to understand that, as I've employed this metaphor before, when you are driving down the road and you see a pothole in the road, if you want to avoid that pothole, you have to steer away from it. You don't you don't look at it, you don't concentrate on it, you don't you don't put your attention on it because then you will steer into it. You will get you will absolutely hit that pothole if you are p- 
putting your whole attention onto it. You have to look at where you want to go, not where you don't want to go. And that's another trap that is potentially uh, sprung, uh, set for us here, um, for us to spring ourselves by wandering into, oh, let's, let's always be chasing the propagandists' tail. Let's always be doing their work for them by basically putting ourselves at, in mental subjugation to whatever it is they want us to focus our attention on, even if it is in the negative sense. As I've had cause to point out before, for example, the news is a social construct. It is used to engineer your perceptions. I've made that point specifically. If all the alternative media ever does is talk about the MSM news of the day, look, the MSM is saying this today, and it's wrong because blah, blah, blah. Yes, there is value to doing that, but at the same time, if that is all that you do then all you ever end up doing is chasing the MSM's tail. Well, here, in the exact same way, if all we ever do is examine propaganda, then all we ever do is end up chasing the propagandist's tail, and they can lead us along that way too. So we have to, we have to understand we're not here to simply dissect propaganda. No, of course not. We are here to actually construct a better system. There are better ways of living in this world. There are better ways of employing critical thinking and and organizing and performing actions in the real world. And that is where we need to concentrate our energy, especially right now, a point that I am sure I do not have to elaborate on for my regular audience um, as the corona world order continues to unfold before us. So, Having said that, I think those are the reasons why I'm going to be discontinuing this as a regular weekly series. As I say, the, Pro the Propaganda Watch archives are there for you to explore and to use as a resource. And also, as I say, I will probably do editions of Propaganda Watch in the future, but certainly not as a regular weekly series that I concentrate on. Um, I, I think it's very valuable work, and I I'm proud of it, but I think it is time to move on to the next step, which is... I hear you asking from the audience, and yes, that is the question, isn't it? So, I will invite you to stay tuned tomorrow, where I put a little bit more on the table with regards to the fulfillment of that promise from the end of last year, that things are going to be changing around here, with an announcement of a new series here on CorbettReport.com that will hopefully change directions of where we are focusing our time, energy, and attention, and thus what actually happens in the real physical world. More on which tomorrow, and so stay tuned to CorbettReport.com for that. Uh, once again, CorbettReport.com is the place to go for all of this material, all of the archives, all of the information. It is all there completely for free for download. Please be keeping and saving copies of all of the material that you find valuable. That is how we preserve the library of the digital library of Alexandria that is being burned down around us as we speak. On that note, I want to thank you all for your support over the past two and a half years in the Propaganda Watch series. By the way, in case anyone's wondering, this isn't the end of the Corp Report. As you know, I do a lot of different material. The Propaganda Watch series is just one particular series, and it is merely being discontinued. Although, as I say, there will be issue, uh, probably additions of this in the future as, as needed, as warranted. Um, on that note, thank you for making this, uh, this Propaganda Watch series such a success, and uh, I'm looking forward to announcing more about how the Corbett Report is changing tomorrow. <laughs>